Amir, it's so good to hear your voice. We've been gone for almost six weeks on the Cold Steel podcast, and I'm thrilled we're coming back with even more new content and exciting features. Tell the listeners about what's been going on. We're really, really excited about the new features that we have coming up, one of which I want to highlight, which is our YouTube channel. We're planning to release a lot more episodes in the upcoming future that'll have a video component with them. We just think this is a natural fit for a surgical podcast. So listeners and now viewers uh, should head over to our YouTube channel to check out episodes as they're released that will have both an audio component, which we've always had, as well as a video component. That's awesome, Amir. We're so pleased to bring that to the listening and now viewing audience. And today we have an amazing, amazing repeat guest that you're going to tell us about. Welcome back. For this episode, we had the opportunity to bring back Dr. Mark Solomon, Chief of Colorectal Surgery at Advent Health Orlando, to talk about his exciting new venture to develop a social media app for surgeons. The app is called Surge On, and Dr. Solomon talks to us about entrepreneurship and what it really takes to build a new social media platform. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback at podcast.cjs.gmail.com or tweet at us at CanJ Surge. Thanks again, Dr. Solomon, for joining us again on the Cold Steel podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure and an honor to, to have you on our first episode talking about robotic surgery and innovation and all that good stuff. So I'd highly encourage all of our listeners to go back and listen to that episode. Uh, and we're lucky enough to have you again on on the second, uh, on, on round two. So Dr. Solomon, for anyone who hasn't listened to that first episode, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, about yourself, where you're currently practicing and... Uh, and what's been going on with you since we last uh, caught <laughs> yeah. up? It's been an eventful couple of years. Yeah, thanks so much, uh, Amir and Chad, for for having me and the Canadian Surgical Society for this uh, privilege. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm at uh, Advent Health in Central Florida. Um, I'm uh, the Chief of Colorectal Surgery, and it's a big blessing to be able to take care of the the, the faculty and the hospitals that I that I do. I actually oversee 17 hospitals in terms of. Um, the administration of colorectal surgery, the expansion, the recruitment, the the, the research, the education, the hiring, uh, and so on. And so it's been a, a tremendous blessing to be able to serve the community in the capacity that I'm able to. That's fantastic. And and we're aware of all the, the many irons that you got going in the fire. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one of the, the big things that we wanted to get you on to talk about today was this new venture that you started, I don't know how, how you can manage to do something like this on the side, just your, your side hustle, as they say, um, which is this new social media app for surgeons. And, and you know, obviously, in the, the time that we're living in, social media is an incredibly crazy place uh, on many different levels. But can you tell us a little bit about this new social media platform that you're designing for surgeons? Yeah, so this um, platform is called Surgeon. It's a play on the word surgeon, of course. And actually, um, basically, it um, during the pandemic and even before that, and certainly afterwards, we've noticed obviously a a massive benefit uh, to staying connected in, in all forms of um, in all forms of life, whether it's face to face events, whether it's in the operating room, whether it's from a personal perspective, and even a professional perspective. Um, it would not come as a surprise to see that, you know, the, the reason, you know, Amir, you and I and Chad and all of us have, have actually, um, you know, come to know one another through the magic of social media. And um, there is no doubt that social media has certainly evolved the manner in which we communicate, in which we learn, and in which we actually take care of the, the, our patients. Uh, Sir John actually is, is take, takes the good of Twitter, the good of Facebook, the good of YouTube, the good of Instagram, and kind of leaves the bad and, and amalgamates all that into one surgical centric ecosystem. And it's a iOS, Android and web application uh, that launched uh, just over a year ago, August of 2021. And um, basically, it's our answer to the, uh, let's call them deficiencies that exist within public social media. Um, it's um, it's um, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a big lift. It's a, it's a very uh, uh, ambitious endeavor to say the least. But it is something that um, that myself and uh, and my partners at uh, kind of uh, bit this uh, project off 
are deeply inspired by and think that this is truly the, the future of surgical social networking. It sounds so phenomenal. And obviously the, the potential, and I'm sure where you're going to take it's super exciting and, and it's going to be unbelievable. Can you tell us what Surge On um, really is structurally and then particularly what makes it unique? You know, you kind of you kind of hinted at a little bit there, but what what really separates it mechanically and in terms of the delivery and the potential from the typical other social media platforms, what we uh, all use or don't use? Yeah, so it's um, I mean, mechanically and structurally, it is it is a standalone application. Um, uh, the at the crux of it is it is for surgeons by surgeons in that it is a completely custom built application, completely built a custom built web application, uh, where the surgeons live at the center of it. Uh, data is not collected. Um, the privacy is of the utmost importance. I don't like my data being sold. I don't like my data being collected. And so that is at the center, central ethos of it is a personal data is not collected, therefore it cannot be sold. Um, the differentiators of this, uh, you know, there's, if you look at multiple Venn diagrams of where the feature sets of Facebook are, the feature sets of Twitter, the feature sets of YouTube are, um, um, where, they, where, they, um, where they excel uh, is in the ability to curate ads and the ability to monetize themselves and the ability to all, do all this, but where they follow the deficient is the manner in which uh, they encourage um, um, posting from surgeons in an anonymous, uh, encrypted, private, protected manner. So at the central ethos is that privacy, it's the encryption, it's the idea that we are all in this together. It's all about the idea of um, advancing surgery uh, as a unit together. Um, other uh, also, we we um, we uh, we found we find that there's tremendous uh, capabilities of public social media, but where the same thing is or the deficiencies are. For example, there is no um, um, discoverability, and not discoverability in a legal sense, but I can't easily discover, for example, what's happening in uh, as a colorectal surgeon. I can't easily see what's happening in my urologist's operating room, what's happening in my gynecologist's operating room. And just like I want to go to, um, uh, I want to peek through the window of OR7 while I'm in OR9 next door to see what my gynecology colleague is doing. How do they handle that ureter? How do they handle that ovary, for example? We took that same approach in Surgeon in which it's an open uh, community-centric uh, approach in which there's a one colorectal community. There is one gynecology community. There's one urology community, not a robotic community, not a laparoscopic community, but all the specialty exists in one central community and it's open so that a colorectal surgeon can easily wander into an orthopedic surgery community and learn uh, exactly what's happening and what uh, ideas I can steal and, and, and bring to my own specialty. So that's kind of where we feel that the big differentiators are in that it's, it's open, it's encrypted. Uh, there are only verified surgeons in the application. If you're not verified, you're not a physician, you're not in. We don't want you in that regard. Uh, we only want to ensure that we have privacy and protection of the users of the application. And Mark, uh, maybe at some point uh, you can actually say, I, I've seen the little mock-up of the, the app itself. Unfortunately, I don't think it's available in Canada yet. Is that right? That, that, that's right. And so, um, and one of the reasons, we, we are soon to launch there though. Uh, one of the reasons is, and I'll, I'd, I'd be happy to walk you guys through it, but one of the reasons is, you know, right now we have, um, we verify every surgeon in, in the platform prior to joining um, by, uh, by what's called NPI verification, which is National Provider Identifier. It's just an ID number that we have. Um, those ubiquitous um, identifying numbers um, don't exist in many other countries, uh, um, in the UK and uh, in South America, Central America, and so on. And so as we begin to scale outside of the United States, we want to make sure that the, the algorithms, that the data privacy policies and everything that we have in, in, in the application are solid, uh, which they are, as we then roll out to now the next phase of our verification processes in which there's going to be a, a, a there will be a manual verification process that has to occur uh, once we roll out of the United States. And so stay tuned. It will be coming. Yeah, so at some point, I think we'll uh, get the the mock-up of the, the the video and how the, plat the platform works, because I think it helps users a lot. Um, or even if you want to share it now, that's fine. 
but we'll at some point we'll we'll put it in the YouTube video for our YouTube channel so people can actually see what the the platform looks like. So, um, to, like, why not do? Why not just attach yourself to Facebook or Twitter? Like, I know you, you like you know. I think you and I are both part of the Sages Facebook Colorectal Group. That's a very successful group. I don't know. I think it has thousands of members and people share all sorts of cool content. Like, what's the downside of having stuff on other social media platforms? Yeah, so um, the, the, the downside really exists in that. I mean, first of all, there's, a, there's no doubt there's a tremendous amount of benefits in, in, in existing in a common space that's very easy and accessible, like, like Facebook or Twitter. And this is not necessarily meant to replace all that. It's meant to augment that, in a sense. Um, the challenges occur in where, in situations where, let's say, for example, um, I want to post very vulnerable. Um, I want to pay. I want to post potential complications. I want to post uh, uh, um, information that uh, could potentially have some legal ramifications uh, to what I'm posting. And the reality is, if I post something today on Facebook or I post something today on Twitter, uh, I do not own that information anymore. So I can therefore never publish it, or I can therefore never use it for um, a podium presentation because I've, I've actually, I've, I've quote unquote published it on a, on a public platform like Facebook or Twitter, and they own it at that point. Um, the other thing is, as you know, Facebook and, and Twitter recently and Instagram and LinkedIn and all these platforms are fraught with criticism about the uh, data privacy and the manner in which they're actually conducting the platforms. There's, 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 there are lots of limitations of the platforms, uh, one of which is the discoverability. There are multi-million dollar lawsuits that occur because um, surgeons are tweeting or put, posting videos of patients or photos on public social platforms in unverified environments, uh, meaning uh, uh, potential uh, PHI gets disclosed on, on a public platform like Facebook, a public platform like Twitter. And these have uh, ultimately turned into multi-million dollar lawsuits that have taken um, physicians out of practice. Uh, licensure has been uh, seized and uh, hospitals have been censured and lost uh, Medicare um, uh, CMS accreditation, at least here in the United States. So this is a big deal. And there are massive social media policies that have been instituted at multiple institutions because of these lawsuits. And I mean, the reality is um, there's not much trust at the moment in big tech and uh, and uh, in, 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 in the Silicon, uh, Silicon Valley and so on. Yeah, and I think maybe we'll circle back to the, the whole issues with the social media in a second, maybe get your thoughts on like the future of Twitter and stuff. But what, what do you think, you know, there have been other, there are other social media platforms for physicians out there like Doximity and I even saw something else the other day on Twitter. Uh, that someone was posting about, but like, you know, I, I get the sense that none of them have been particularly successful, particularly for surgeons. Like, you know, you think about the American College of Surgeons had this kind of communities thing that they had built into their website. I don't think it was particularly successful. What, what do you think, like, how is your, what's your vision for doing things differently um, so that people actually find value in joining, hopping off Facebook and Twitter? Yeah, I think that um, for, 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 for one to think that mass migration of a very um, confident population like surgeons uh, overnight to something familiar to something new, uh, to, for that to first to think that's going to happen overnight is uh, is is, um, is laughable uh, to a certain extent. And so we have to be ten x better than what the other platforms offer. And one of the many reasons that we feel like we are ten x better, actually, we've seen exponential growth of the platform over just the short year that we've been actually out is the the feature set that exists and the the kind of the totality of the community uh, i'll give you a, a quick example and i'll show you this one if we if we have an opportunity for me to demo the application but let's say right now i have a um i have a um a, a robotic case in the morning that i need to review for and there's not really a good I mean, where do I go to review that? I'm going to go to Facebook. I mean, Facebook, fantastic. But the problem is you can't pull those posts back out. I may have had a phenomenal conversation on Twitter a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, but there's no prayer of me to get that back out. So one of the manners, that, one of the ways that we're 10x better in those regards 
is our ability to catalog and retrieve posts and then retrieve specific videos or webinars or those that have images in it and rank order them according to the true community vote and not the vote of an algorithm of someone that is not a physician, for example. So uh, the 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 I think where some of the other institutions and other organizations that have tried this is they they did it of course with the best purposes in mind and of course uh, with the best intent uh, at heart. But uh, I think that we're taking a slightly different spin on this because we're not just for uh, general surgery. We're not just for a colorectal. We're not just for one specialty, but we're for any procedural specialty. And we've taken it uh, to that level with all the different feature sets that we've uh, kind of built in. And, you know, really what we've done is we've taken a competitive landscape analysis in which we've looked at what are the really good things about Facebook and what are the, what are the problems? You know, same thing for Twitter, same thing for YouTube. And we looked at basically all the problems that exist. And there a few themes arise when you take that approach. One of the themes is uh, post categorizability. In other words, you can't really retrieve those posts. One of those is fragmentation. Uh, you, you don't know where to go for a specific specialty. Uh, one of those is physician verification. I mean, right now, Twitter, you have no clue if a physician that actually says they are, uh, you know, Dr. Amir Farouk is actually Dr. Amir Farouk. You think he is because he kind of, you know, um, but you don't really, really know because anyone can spin up an account. So physician verification is all also one of those problems thematically. So when you actually take it, there are five pillars of thematic problems that emerge when you take a true audit of all the current public social media platforms. And effectively what we've done is in a very algorithmic and the most scientific manner possible, we have mapped solutions to each one of those thematic problems. And that's basically where the feature set of Surgeon was built. So we hope that these thematic solutions that we've come up with um, designed for our colleagues by us, by us surgeons doing user testing, ensuring that uh, the manner in which we're addressing a specific problem truly so solves, uh, uh, truly is the solution or a solution to a problem. And we're quick to respond to the feedback of our colleagues. Uh, we hope that that actually allows it to be adopted even quicker. Uh, and uh, we've seen a tremendous, very, very robust and very heartwarming uh, kind of uptick in the utilization of, of Surgeon. That sounds so exciting. You know, Mark, and just listening to you, you've already you've already taught me personally so much about the landscape in the last 15 minutes here. I want to drill down a little bit, if you're willing, on the concept of verification, not only because I think it's probably at the forefront of a lot of people's minds, given Twitter and the discussion in general broadly right now, but, you know, not to be not to be too personal in Calgary here, we've had two physicians, two surgeons actually commit suicide in the last six weeks or so. And when I listen to you and um, how you describe this platform, it seems like if you can get the verification piece and the privacy piece and the security pieces um, solid and, and really different from all the other examples you mentioned, then this could be a really safe space to talk about some of these issues that maybe are beyond the clinical context of what we do every day. I'm curious if you can sort of drill down on the verification side of it. And if you see a vision for that sort of sharing non-clinical conceptual uh, domain. Yeah, I actually, Chad, thank you so much for bringing that up. You know, uh, physician verification is a big deal. And um, right now, everyone on the platform has a blue check mark. We have verified their identity. We know who they are. We know their taxonomy. We know that state they practice in. Uh, not because we've... Um, we're collecting necessarily that information, but we use it for verification, and then it's gone after that. Um, and when we go international, it's going to be a two-step verification process in which, um, uh, you know, obviously university-type email plus an ID badge to ensure that you are who you say you are uh, is part of, part of that process because I want to make sure that if I'm truly opening myself up for, guys, I had this terrible complication, what do I do? How do I handle this? What would you guys do? And what, what would you guys um, uh, kind of, how would you handle this? I want to make sure that I'm actually speaking to trusting colleagues that's not going to take it 
and 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 use it against me as competition, or or or, or use it, sell it to the press, or leak it to the press, or have the press themselves uh, use that to, for for a lawsuit, for example. And so, you know, this is a very, 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 very serious uh, thing that we've thought extensively about. And actually, you've gone. We've had multiple healthcare attorneys, multiple firms uh, 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 help us out with the best um, verification process to get through this. We've designed, I think, a pretty pretty robust uh, methodology to do it. And to that point, and Chad, kind of to your to your uh, what you're mentioning, is we actually we don't just have surgeons on the platform. We actually have psychiatrists and we have coaches and uh, self-help coaches and uh, psychologists on the platform for self-care communities and also palliative care communities um you know taking care of surgical patients is not just cut you know <laughs> cure move on it's how do i as a high functioning type a individual manage when my surgeries fail and i hurt a patient or when i'm not at my best and I'm very, um, and, and I'm very vulnerable. And I can't show my trainees, and I can't show my nurse practitioner. I don't even show my wife uh, how I'm, uh, I'm struggling with something. Sometimes the only person that'll understand me is another surgeon who has been through, you know, seven, eight, ten years of training, just like me, who has been up all night uh, stressing out about a patient. Sometimes the best person is somebody that has walked in my shoes and walks in my shoes today. And so we take very seriously to ensure that the people that you're talking to are who they say they are and can truly lend a helping hand. And, you know, we've had, uh, we have had physician assisted, um, uh, pardon me, we have had um, self-care community and um, depression and PTSD as a surgeon webinars that have been hosted on the platform already by psychiatrists and, and self-care coaches. And, uh, you know, those are probably some of our best attended uh, webinar streams that occur. And those that are actually consumed in post uh, because it's such a prevalent issue because it's it's sad when anyone takes their life but it's it's it just tears at your heart when it's a colleague of yours that that lost it uh, that lost their lives and you know had ultimately sacrificed themselves uh, because of the calling that which we were all called in the medicine and you know uh, yeah it's it's a sad situation but I, I think that this you know if this offers a scintilla of help for one person and then it was all worth it yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, you, you have that sense, I think, like we all do in those situations that if there had just been the right opportunity for, you know, personal disclosure in a safe environment, that perhaps the, the outcome would have been different. So I, you know, I'm really excited about your your platform. And I think it could be not only revolutionary, but really game changing on the on the non-clinical side as well. You know, when we just switch gears later a little bit, I think when we all listen to you, your, your passion for this and the importance of this comes through, but also your, your language, you, you sound like an entrepreneur, which is, which is so great, you know, and I, I mean that in the best sense of that word. Some of Amir and our best friends in Canada, I would also classify as entrepreneurs, uh, entrepreneurial surgeons. I, I'm curious where that bug comes from and, and what the initial exciting trigger uh, has been for you for this, because it's, it's, uh, it's real exciting. Yeah, thank you. You know, I think that uh, in each of in the heart of each surgeon, we 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 fix problems, right? I mean, if something's broken, we fix it. If there's a cancer, we take it out. If there's a bone broken, we set it. Um, entrepreneurship is not necessarily very different than that. We see a problem, we find a solution for it. And although this is a you know this is not as binary, black and white, do, you know, this is broken, put a stitch in it. This is a little more complex and that it's multiple, multiple complex layers. And uh, there's not one single particular solution to this. And I think that the complexity of trying to solve this massive, um, um, uh, this massive issue of privacy, encryption, physician verification, categorizability of posts, uh, CME and bullying and all these things that occur within current social media that that challenge actually kind of brings up the surgeon in me in which we want to fix it and i think that that's uh that equates very nicely to that uh, entrepreneurial spirit in which we will stop at nothing to, to 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 help our patients we will stop at nothing to make sure that we're delivering the best most evidence-based care and i think that this doesn't it's not very much different than that in that we're going to do we're going to do research to figure out what the best features are for the platform. We're going to figure out what the big the big problems to solve. We're going to distill it down to the common 
root causes of what are the, what are the true issues and attack it according to that. And uh, you know, I would say we literally take people apart and put them back together for a living, and we do mostly successfully. And so I think that uh, for for us to build a little application like this and you know deal with complex issues like we're dealing is. Um, and not nearly as complex as uh, you know, surgical decision making and rectal cancer or whatever, but uh, we can learn it just like uh, many other people do. Well, can you tell us a little bit about what that process was like of building a team? Because you know it, it is different in one sense in that you know yes, there's a team in the operating room, and yes, you have to manage that team. But this is very different. It's not something that you can really just drive by pure force of will. Like you have to build a team. You really have to think about like there's a whole process in, in which you can build a company like this. So can you tell us a little bit about like what went into developing this company and how did you go about it and what was your team like, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, th- thanks for that. You know, and actually um, it was, uh, there was um, t- two other surgeons and a finance guy, uh, um, uh, Mario Leba, who's a general surgeon out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, uh, uh, Jeremy Hefner, who's a trauma surgeon, robotic surgeon out of Lima, Ohio. And, um, um, Joseph Griego, finance guy, CPA out of uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, who actually, the, Mario started the, the company and then brought a few people on. And then within a few months there, they contacted me because of some of the surgical video content that they saw online that I had been producing. And they said, we, we want to build an application centered mostly around uh, uh, videos and, and kind of product uh, descriptions and you know, surgical products and surgical devices. And, um, you know, we, it was a, it was a fantastic idea, a revolutionary idea, but, uh, at the time it, uh, it, it certainly needed a little more thought and research. And we did that. And we, we, we kind of corralled the team, we corralled the minds and, and that's when we started reading books and I read and read and read and read and read and watched about, um, I think a million YouTube videos, went to YouTube university. And I think, um, uh, um, about startups and, you know, all, this, all the different, um, technological incubators that exist, understanding exactly how uh, a startup is launched and exactly how uh, they fail and exactly what uh, to learn from failures and from successes. And I feel like it's no different than an m M&M. and I feel like it's definitely no different than um, uh, prepping for a case. You see how, how you can arrive at success. There's multiple paths to get there, how people have failed. And uh, really what it comes down to is uh, you just become a student of uh, student of the trade and um, it um, it's it's not without failure it's not without persistence and it's not without truly being bought into it and I think that uh, any one of us I think in surgery you know if you go into this profession for money you will be the most miserable person ever and I think if you try to go into um, a startup like this for the for the for the belief that you're going to be um you know the next uh, you know Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk or whoever it is you're going to be sorely disappointed because it's never an overnight success. It's a over 10 year success. It's a, it's that quiet perseverance that 10,000 hours that you have to put into a project that's going to grant success ultimately. And I think that that entrepreneurial spirit really came from residency in that it's a persistent, you're up four in the morning every day, you're working out, you're reading, you're studying, you're just hammering the books, you're showing up, you're doing this, you're, you're failing, you're succeeding, you're failing, you're succeeding, and you hope to succeed more than you fail. And, um, you know, the team that we built is not dissimilar to any one of our OR teams. It's not dissimilar from our, the team in our clinic. Uh, in that, you, you know, you become the, um, the surgeon becomes the captain, if you will. Uh, I quickly um, uh, came, took over as CEO of the company in terms of the directionality of it because of the, um, uh, just because of the, I think the, um, that, uh, sheer, that the sheer will and sheer muscle, we're trying to just get through it. Uh, and, um, and through that, it became uh, the, the, the idea of building teams, playing up on people's strengths, knowing that you can't necessarily build up on someone's weakness, but play up their strength and find someone else to fill in a gap of a weakness that exists on a team. Uh, whether it's on the development team, on the marketing team, the finance team, the CME team, the content team, um, recruiting people to the platform, recruiting key opinion leaders to run each of the, the, uh, the, the communities. Uh, each and every one of the team has a key role. 
uh, and uh, each one of us has a list, a sphere of influence that we've created to ensure the success of the platform. So it's a, it's a lot of luck too. <laughs> so here we are. Was there anything surprising about the process that you didn't know about? Uh, you know, like we've all been sort of, we've seen Shark Tank, you know, there's the, the pitch podcast, like there's, we've been exposed to entrepreneurship, but you know, you wonder how accurate some of these portrayals are. So was there anything surprising about this whole process that you didn't think about? Yeah, definitely how hard it is. <laughs> you know, we figure, you know, we've been through surgical residency, we've, you know, trauma surgery and all this stuff, all sort of stuff. And there's no, no doubt it's hard, but um, um, it's that quiet persistence that, that venture capitalists and that, um, um, you know, car wash entrepreneurs and, uh, you know, the um, people on Shark Tank, you know, um, you know, Hershevac and all these people on, on Shark Tank and Mark Cuban always talk about, you know, God, it's, that's just them because they're not, they're not me. I got this. And sure enough, you realize that it's that quiet, deliberate persistence that absolutely they're not lying about. You're going to want, you're going to want to quit. You're going to find issues. You're going to find obstacles. You're going to find challenges. And the people and entrepreneurs that succeed, um, according to them, and I'm, what, what we're seeing is that those that are able to thrive in um, in different climates and thrive in different obstacles and truly grow something out of it. And it's not dissimilar to the current healthcare climate that we have right now. I mean, almost every single hospital system, at least in the United States, uh, many of them are underwater in the sense that they they pulled in less money than they collected. And we're using that, at least in my hospital system, as an opportunity that we're creating basically uh, lemons out of lemonade. We're, we're, we're finding opportunity in chaos. Um, and uh, we're trying to figure out like, okay, in this hurricane, in this tornado, in this storm, in this mess, how can you capitalize on to improve the care of patients throughout the community? And it's exactly what we're doing in Surge on through the chaos that's occurring in Facebook, through the chaos that's occurring in Twitter right now, and through all the different issues of social media. How do we capitalize it to ensure that integrity and trust is at the central center of this um and it's hard it's really really hard uh, uh capital is hard to come by and a lot of it's bootstrapped and a lot of it's just basically again by by sheer will and muscle to get to where we are uh mark you know obviously this is such an exciting idea and there's clearly a value proposition here um what what how do you envision this uh becoming self-sustaining or is there an opportunity for, I mean, obviously, the, the I'm not trying to drill down here to business side, but I'm just curious, like, for a fledgling social media company, how do you actually think about building revenue? I, I hope you're not going to no. make us all pay $8 for... No, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, <clears throat> we, so the, 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 the application is similar. Think of it like a Sage's meeting or ACS meeting. Uh, you know, the, the, the reason why those meetings are able to be done is by uh industry grants uh by unrestricted educational grants sponsorships and subscriptions and um and also um, um member benefits and whatnot and so uh, we we've taken a very similar approach in that um uh, right now we're funded a lot by unrestricted educational grants to produce webinars on the application so we offer regular cme facing webinars as our continuing medical education webinars here in the united states and you guys have similar um, and so we we basically charge uh, some uh, um, um, companies to actually allow us to produce these and we get back unrestricted educational grants that basically help keep the hosting and the development going similarly there's uh, there's uh, so that's one side of it the um, the educational piece of it of course we have the industry sponsor piece um, one of our uh, main industry sponsors at the moment uh, that, that we collaborate with is intuitive surgical to a surgical actually we have an integration with them uh, first of, of its kind thing and we're super excited about it in which anyone that has the my intuitive application on their phone is able to uh, uh, register for surge on immediately becomes verified in the platform and what that does is it pulls in from my intuitive all their case data all how many numbers they've done which hospitals that they operate at 
and allows, again, just a, an extension of their ecosystem onto a surgical social platform like this. So, so that's educational grants, sponsorships. And a few of the things are like what we did here in, in Orlando, the Orlando Colorectal Congress, and we have many, uh, many other meetings coming up in which we actually have a full event application built in. So for example, you go to a SAGES or ACS or in our case, the Orlando Colorectal Congress, there's a full meeting app in the application in which you see who's speaking at the meeting, who's attending the meeting. You can chat with those participants. You can you can you can visit a user's profile. See, all right, uh, Dr. Fruk's speaking at these uh, these three different uh, um, meetings across the across the year. And I said, let me see exactly which lectures he's given, and I can see a, a history of every lecture that you've given. So we've able to basically basically been able to weave all these things together. So that meeting hosting was also an additional vertical revenue source for us. And so. And you know, so the, and the list goes on uh, as to how how these are funded. That's so exciting. And if I if I could just make a comment, you know, like clearly one of the neat things about this is you've leveraged so many of your connections and your the things that you've done in the past and really integrated that into the app, right? Like you know, the connection with Intuitive, the connection with uh, you know the other uh, broader colorectal community. I know you you know the virtual colorectal surgery sessions they now host on surge on as well every Sunday. So like, it's pretty, you know, you, you think about all, like, what is all this different work that you've done? How does that play into things? But clearly, you know, all the work that you've done up to this point, uh, it all builds on itself. So that, that, that's pretty amazing. I'm curious just for, to go off on a tangent for one second. What do you think is going to happen with Twitter? Like <laughs> it's just a great total madhouse. Do you, do you think there's some secret genius plan under all this? Or do you think Elon Musk has bitten off more than he can chew? Um, like, and, and maybe more specifically, do you think physicians should be getting off Twitter? I mean, of course I'm, um, you know, I, I have a measured approach to Twitter. I think that there's absolute benefit to Twitter. I think that there's, um, there's so much momentum behind Twitter. It is a, it is a massive train that's running hundred miles an hour. It's difficult for one specific individual to derail it in its entirety. You may slow it down. Or there may be obstacles in its way. You may tar and feather it. Uh, you may cause issues to it. But I think that there's enough momentum behind it and platforms like Facebook, like uh, Reddit, uh, like YouTube, for example, that you're probably never going to get rid of it. But you may change the public perception of it and who interacts with it on the daily. Um, I think, uh, you know, what we see, for example, on Facebook is the, the, the daily and monthly active users on, on Facebook are actually declining. They've been declining for some time with the, with the younger age population. And we're seeing it in our kind of our age group uh, is also kind of leaving uh, Facebook in droves because of the, the privacy issues. Twitter right now, we're seeing a massive uptick in the numbers simply because it's kind of like, I want to see what that car accident's looking like. I want to see the mass chaos that's occurring. I don't know how sustainable it is. Having said all that, I do think that Elon Musk's vision of converting Twitter into that public square, uh, taking that WeChat approach in which it's, yes, it's public conversation, it's payments, NFTs, cryptocurrencies, uh, chat, encryption, all these things, uh, video, monetization, uh, I think he is, I think conceptually, there's a lot of really great things in that. The methodology by which he's going about it, I think can <laughs> be debated. But um, I mean, listen, he's brought, he's built some, oh, some uh, in, insanely successful um, companies uh, uh, that, uh, that people thought were, were basically impossible to do. So I wouldn't count it out. I'm, exciting, I'm excited to see what he's doing. And, and just like uh, when you have one robotics company, um, um, people kind of question the platform. But when you have a, many more coming to the coming to the to the to the foray, it, it tends to validate the technology and validate what's happening. So in this case, I think that there's a lot of validation that's occurring, and I think that the competition is very healthy uh, to push Twitter, to push Facebook, to push Reddit, to push Surge on, to be even better than they already are. That's uh, very, very well said. You know, you've talked about some of the DNA that uh, is synonymous in surgery and, and building a, an, an entrepreneurial endeavor like, like you have. Outside of that, 
do you have any sort of Cole's notes or um, uh, general thoughts in terms of advice for surgeons trying to work their way into that entrepreneurial space, whether whether it's uh, tech or social media or whether it's developing a widget, wh- whatever that is, what what sort of advice looking back in terms of the process you've gone through would you, would you give others like us? Yeah, I, I think there was, um, th- there's one book I think that probably helped distill this down the best for me. It's called The Lean Product Process. Uh, the author's name is escaping me at the moment. It's on my bookshelf back here, but uh, The Lean Product Process. And in that, he talks about basically solving a problem. And it comes down to whether it's an instrument, whether it's a website, whether it's an app, whatever it is, solve a problem big enough to be worthy of solving. And if you're solving problems, then that's that's a big deal. And so, for example, say, hey, um, you know, um, I, um, I, I built this website the other day or I built this this instrument the other day, I built whatever. Uh, uh, the other day, that's actually diving directly into a solution, as opposed to uh, surveying, is this a big enough problem to solve? So really, the way kind of um, really should flow is figure out what the biggest problems exist are, talk to a bunch of users, users, surgeons, nurses, whoever it is, whoever you think could potentially be that uh, potential user to it, make sure that that user or that user group is a is a niche enough uh, and target enough audience and then find out what again their biggest problem is and ensure that it's a big enough problem to solve and then pitch the different types of solutions to said problem uh, one of those could be yeah is this is it, you know i need sharper scissors well is it really sharp scissors or you need or you do need a better methodology to cut that tissue and maybe it's not scissors maybe it's harmonic scalpel maybe it's something we haven't even thought of yet so instead of diving directly into solution space, truly think outside of the box about how to solve a problem that's big enough and worthy enough to be solved. And, and, and I think if you do that, that's, that's, that's really the start of it. And then beyond that, I mean, there's tons of books out there. Like I said, the Lean Product Playbook is probably one of the best ones to get through that, that product process, that minimally viable product process and what that means and how to iterate, how to build, how to, how to uh, scale, how to adjust, how to speak to users, which we're obsessed with how to do that in a, in a, in a truly um, scalable and, and, and uh, limber fashion. Uh, and then beyond that, I think that in terms of like incorporation, in terms of getting legal opinions and, and trademarks, that's, uh, those are probably out of scope for conversation, but really do need a, a good, a solid team to bounce that stuff off of. Mark, it's been an awesome conversation as always. Where can people go to find uh, the Sir John app and platform and uh, if they want to get find out more about it how do they get a hold of you yeah so if you just go to surgeon.app as surgeon the word surgeon.app uh, it'll take us take you directly to the kind of the informational website all about the platform it'll tell you a little bit about it what it what it includes screenshots kind of guided walkthroughs and how it how it works and also you can download the application, just type the word surgeon or surgeon, it's just a play on the word surgeon, in your Android or iOS app store. Uh, again, it's US based only at the moment, but we should be, we are imminently launching internationally. Um, in terms of me, contact me, mark at surgeonapp.com. Uh, and we're on, on all social media on platform, on, um, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and, um, and surgeon, uh, and uh, YouTube at, at Mark Solomon. And so, you know, definitely look us up, look me up. Happy to have more conversations about this. Fantastic. And if you have a few minutes, Mark, maybe we, uh, could you demo the, the platform Please, for us? Yeah, yeah would love to. Awesome. Yeah, all right. So let, let me share my screen. Uh, Make sure. Me share yeah. It. There, it is. there you go. Great. All right, so you're on my phone now. And so um, right now, you're, we're basically, right now we're basically in the, in the application, or in the, in, this is my phone, and you can see it's just like any other social networking application. The, the icon at the top left is Surge On, so we'll tap into it, and basically just load your Surgeon, your Surge On feed. 
And just like you would imagine, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a social networking application. So you're going to have a feed. And right now, this is my home feed based upon my preferences. So this is uh, Dr. Layla Rashidi just posted a video on a colostomy reversal, a rectal stump leak, rectal stump leak and extensive lysis adhesions. Um, actually, a surge on, we now have swag, by the way. So this stuff will be going on sale uh, soon. So um, I just got that uh, in the mail the other day. But so this is what the this is what the, the surge on feed looks like, and you can see that there's um, different feeds. There's a random feed. There's a billion coding, uh, uh, rather community. There's an HPV community, and so basically what it exists is that the surge on is built specifically around community, and the whole crux and the DNA of the application is around community. So we have, for example, a colorectal surgery community, a trauma community, cardiothoracic community, hernia community. And let's say I went into colorectal, you're going to be able to see every post uh, with a specific regard to colorectal surgery. We see there's 1,800 members or 510 posts. Uh, the posts exist here. You can see all the live webinars that are to be occurring in this uh, community in a couple of days. You also see the list of members here. And let's say I went into one of these uh, videos. I can see Dr. Rashidi here, just about to do this uh, laparoscopic, uh, sorry, robotic colostomy takedown. You also see that she's tagged it with specific tags, colostomy takedown, robotic, and colorectal. And I'll show you what that means and looks like in just a second. But what I'm able to do is I'm actually able to give her a scalpel rating. It's kind of a one to five Likert scale about the quality of that post. And people that comment, I can also upvote or downvote their comments based upon the quality and the content of that post. Why this is important is when you, you back out here just for a moment, is I can, I can um, come back to the home feed and I can say, you know what? I'm really interested in um, doing, a, I got a case tomorrow and that case is, is, is worrying me and I really wanna watch videos. So I wanna watch, uh, um, 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 I wanna watch all the videos of the platform that are in colorectal surgery, for example. And I only want the abdominal cases. And I only want, let's see here, uh, let's go to colostomy takedown. And I only want the robotic colostomy takedown videos. So I can actually filter and show the results. And sure enough, here's Layla's video. There's an I, I, integral course that I ran a, a, a while back. And, and that allows you basically to, to curate and search. But we can actually take that one more step. Let's say I'm actually going to search for transverse colectomy. Now I want to take it down to the individual operative step. I can actually say, you know what, I want to look for robotic transverse colectomies with an intracorporeal colocolonic hand-sewn anastomosis. And actually I can do that exact same search and find all the videos relative to wow. a hand-sewn colorectal robotic anastomosis. And if I wanted to be even more granular, I could say, I only want those videos in Crohn's disease. I only want them in the uh, colorectal community, for example. Uh, so just filter only for colorectal. I only want the best videos. I don't want the one scalp rating and up. I only want, say, like, the three scalp ratings and up. And I only want it within a specific date range. And I only want a specific user's uh, uh, posts to come up. And of course, this is a very tight, um, um, uh, narrow criteria. So you're, there's not going to be many results in this, but you get the idea that there's a, there's a tremendous amount of uh, ability to kind of search for, for things. And these are just the trending posts on the platform based on, uh, uh, based on uh, uh, the number of upvote votes, the number of views that a, that a platform, that a specific video has. Like this is a laparoscopic tap block done by a gynecologist that has 6,600 views on the platform, for example. Surgeon also um, has, of course, yes, uh, webinars, but we also have this new section called events. And this is super exciting is because right here, this is a meeting that we just concluded, the, the Orlando Colorectal Congress, which is available now for everyone to view. We will pretty soon have all the, the, the information uploaded into the platform. But this is, let's say, for example, I'm attending the meeting. I can see, okay, what are the objectives of the meeting, the accreditation statement, who were the sponsors, what things are there to do in the city, uh, who gave us grants and so on. But I can also say, okay, you know what, what is uh, on the full agenda for the meeting? There's a high resolution anoscopy course on Wednesday. There was a, you know, all, all the plenary sessions on Thursday. I can go to say the malignancy session and see who spoke with the malignancy session. I can read all about 
uh, the different surgeons that, that spoke. I can see Dr. Monson here, for example, has uh, he uh, moderated all these different sessions at, um, at OCC and attended that. And I can also see exactly which posts that he, um, that he left on the platform as well, as an example. So this really allows us to interweave the entirety of the platform from the meeting aspect into the, um, into the, uh, into the community aspect. And, um, you know, there's, there's, of course, a lot more to the platform than this, but the idea here is truly allowing the totality of surgery to exist in one holistic ecosystem uh, that allows for good encouragement and discussion. So, yeah, that's, that's in, a, in a very brief nutshell uh, what Surgeon is. I mean, I didn't go into the complexity and, you know, the, the posts themselves can be as simple as a 280-character tweet or as complex as a 55,000 character book chapter uh, with up to 30 gigabytes of, uh, of videos and, and media that can exist. And that's kind of what, um, what, this, uh, what this section here is. I can just put, you know, uh, content according to a post. Uh, so all this, you know, I'm just randomly putting characters here, but you get the idea and I can actually place videos and place them in a specific community depending upon what we're actually talking about um, and, and go there. And of course, we also have encrypted private messaging in the application. So that in a nutshell is what Surgeon is um, today. And, you know, we're a year young and, um, you know, we've come a long way in just one year. Um, I'm, I'm excited to uh, see, uh, you know, where we are and where the community takes us over the next uh, 12, uh, 18 and, uh, months and uh, 12 to 18 years uh, moving forward. Right. It's amazing. Like, do you, so, you know, like I'm particularly intrigued by the tagging of such uh, specific steps, because I think that would have been incredible as a trainee. So do you have someone who's like come up with all these uh, tags or filters a priori, or is that something that's sort of evolving over time? Yeah. Very good question. So we, we, um, um, initially, it was it was uh, uh, myself and a few of the founders just coming out with all the most uh, common tags. And let me show you what they look like. This is what the tagging index looks like. So basically, if I choose the specialty, let's say I choose colorectal, for example, it's going to then give me, for example, what domain this is like. Is it is it am I operating in the domain of the abdomen, the inner rectum, or the lumen? So let's say I just pick the lumen, for example. Then it's going to give me <clears throat> only those specific tags of the lumen, which is going to be anoscopy, colonoscopy, ESD, EMR, Zankers, and TAMIS. And so I can tag it as a TAMIS operation, for example. And then it's also going to give me which approach. Did I use a robotic, a hand assist, a lap, for example? And which operative step uh, did I did uh, is relevant to that one um, to this one operation, for example. And then I, I can also give it the, the diagnosis that goes to that specific operation. Um, so, to, so in a roundabout way to answer your question, um, uh, initially these were created by the founders of the company, but now we have many of our uh, KOLs or key, key opinion leaders that exist in the application, bariatric surgeons, uh, trauma surgeons, breast surgeons, uh, residents in colorectal. We have all sorts of different uh, people that are helping contribute to this library because, you know, to think that we can think of every single named operation is kind of a joke. And so, um, you know, if I were to change this to abdominal, for example, um, you're going to see you're going to see that the list grows tremendously. And this, these are just the ones that we thought of. Um, um, so the the point is. There's, there's a lot more to grow and we continue to add uh, operations to this. And you know, the idea here is to truly centralize and as the, the company's name is to unify surgery. I mean, our company name is Surgery Unified Inc. The idea is we want to unify surgery. So we want everything in the application. We want anything that has to do with surgery in the platform. And that's kind of the idea behind this. Absolutely incredible. Wow. So let's see. Yeah. So they got chest for breast approach and all the different operations that we've, uh, oops, all the different operations that we've uh, uh, attached to um, breast surgery, for example. So um, anyway, there's, there's a lot more to it. Yeah. So 
Mark, do you have moderators as well too? Uh, like, like, and <laughs> we didn't really touch about on this as much, but you know, occasionally people do get into kind of arguments, even on oh, yeah. even even surgeons. I should, yeah. should should I say even surgeons, especially surgeons, yeah. get, get into <laughs> exactly. arguments. So, do you have moderators and stuff to kind yeah. of say oh, like, yeah. "Hey, calm down." Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah. So let's say, for example, that like this uh, this um, image here is offensive or whatever. I can actually come up here. I can report the user or I can report the post and uh, say this is a HIPAA privacy violation, it's spam, it's nudity of sexual activity. And this is um, important that, you know, sometimes nudity is actually completely very appropriate. You know, obviously there's a, an anus or a breast or genital uh, in, in the surgical context, which just will be immediately vetted, immediately uh, filtered out on like Facebook or Twitter. But some of it's very relevant to have here. Um, so if I were to um, report someone or something, then it immediately goes to our team of moderators uh, on the back end for us to moderate that content. So absolutely. And then we are, we are very quick to, um, to, uh, uh, to, to act upon this uh, stuff here, if you will, and very quick to, um, um, let me tell you, I mean, we are hyper-focused on the, on the integrity uh, and the protection and the safety of the community, hyper-focused. So while we don't moderate voice, we absolutely do monitor to ensure that this the, the platform remains safe, uh, remains uh, protected, and remains uh, professional at all times. And folks who want to um, take this stuff and like whatever they post on here, they can still submit it to let's say a journal or whatever. Like that's not a, that's not considered an issue, right? No, not whatsoever. In fact, we are very. We're not implicit, we are explicit. Sir John does not own any content. Uh, we only want to be a platform. And this is very different from some of our competitors because they want to own all the content. So they, you know, it's no longer yours. But we are explicit in that you retain ownership so you never have to worry about can I repost this somewhere else or can I uh, publish it elsewhere? Uh, and so we, it's not published here. You own it, you're just kind of getting feedback, if you will. And so, Many of us will actually post um, abstracts and manuscripts and research ideas just to get feedback from the community um, and then even get help with, for example, um, just iterating and ideating around the project and even a video uh, before we publish it and before we send it out. And it's, again, because of that express, uh, that express uh, data ownership that exists and stays with the surgeon and with the surgical society at all times. Is there any thoughts, Mark, about for, for journal articles or uh, like it's so hard to keep track of papers. And that was one nice thing about Twitter was being able to really like keep on top of, uh, of new papers and stuff. I know. So beyond people, let's say, posting about it or or uh, is there any specific like I'm, I'm intrigued by your vision of like having everything on the app, right? Like having all everything that's related to survey on apps. So is there any thoughts about specifically partnering with journals or uh, or even textbooks and things like that? Absolutely. Yeah. So if I were to just type rectal, let's just say rectal cancer, um, um, what we what we are in the process of doing <clears throat> is studying our users. And we've done um, uh, several, oops, that's, uh, that's spelled wrong. Uh, but um, basically, where where we'll eventually come here is a um, a um, um, there there yes there's there there definitely is a desire to partner formally with more journal or uh, with more medical journals and surgical journals in the application, but also we have on our roadmap an integration directly with PubMed. And what that PubMed uh, integration would look like is actually you type in the search field and you actually search PubMed directly from your application, from the application here. So you no longer have to go to PubMed.gov. You can search it here and then do that entire um, uh, PubMed search. You can chat about the articles, the abstracts, the manuscripts, and so on from within the application. That's uh, on our roadmap to build. And, um, um, and we, we hope that that becomes a value add to the user base as, as it is. But yes, we absolutely want uh, and, and really, really desire to have a growing partnership with more and more medical journals, podcasts, and so on. Uh, so that way we can even centralize podcasts uh, into one, uh, one central area.
Well, thanks so much again for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Likewise, thank you for the privilege and honor. I really do appreciate it. And uh, you know, let's uh, you know, you know, the it's it's um, it's not a small project. It's a massive <laughs> and monumental lift. But I feel like, you know, as surgeons, we, we find something broken, we fix it. There's an issue. We were no, there's no challenge where that's too big for us to kind of go after. And uh, I think as a community, a very uh, uh, a very uh, um, strong and um, uh, you know, uh, innovative uh, surgeons like we uh, all of us are here. You are on the on the, on the Coastal Podcast. I feel like we can we can truly move the needle in unifying surgery, and we want to be a part of that conversation. You've been listening to Cold Steel, the official podcast of the Canadian Journal of Surgery. If you like what you've heard, please leave us a review on iTunes. We love to hear your thoughts, comments, and feedback. So send us an email at podcast.cjs at gmail.com or tweet at us at CanJSurge. Thanks again.